The comeback is one of the greatest stories told in sports, but it's also one of the greatest stories told in rehab. You're listening to Comeback Season, a sports medicine podcast that educates and inspires others through tales of triumphs over injuries. We're your hosts. I'm Marcos. And I'm LG. We're doctors of physical therapy with the board certification in sports. Each week, we will introduce you to amazing individuals and their journey to discover the power of the human spirit when the human body appeared broken. Listen to the lessons they have learned and how their rise was greater than the fall. All right, folks, thank you for tuning in. You're listening to Comeback Season. This is episode one, just a little preview episode. Today, we just want to talk about who we are, why we're doing this, the background behind the podcast, what you can expect. It's been a long time coming. We're super excited. I'm Marcos. I'm with my dog, LG. Partner, you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. Been been ready for a very long time. Uh, this is something that we're both super passionate about, the topics that we're going to speak to you about. Yes, indeed. It's overall just podcast, the platform, uh, the mission behind it, the vision behind it. It's something we've been kind of in the works for at least four years where we've just kind of thrown the idea out and never really jumped at it and pursued it like we probably should have years ago. But we're both at a place now where we realize, man, it's time. It's time for for this podcast to, to be a thing, uh, to be motivation for athletes, active individuals who are going through triumphs and looking for some type of podcast for motivation to get back see the other side get back to their their normal day of living mentally physically so i'm really excited about this there's no time like the present um i am definitely excited to come back season preview episode lg why don't you go ahead and pop off and tell the people who you are so my name is leonard gordon jr that's the government name uh nobody really calls me leonard except for family and friends probably dating pre-high school. LG is what I go by. Life is good. Uh, LG appliances, pretty reliable appliances. Maybe they'll sponsor this podcast if I just keep plugging LG. Yeah, I would love a new TV. We need to keep that going. Some that, upgrades about a I, I know, five inch. Yeah, their money is long too, so they could they could help get the word out. But LG is what I go by. It was a name that was given to me by my defensive coach in high school i hated it in the beginning it eventually stuck no one knows me by my government name really uh so i go by lg my dad was in the military so i am an army brat born in germany moved around the country and i say i'm from kentucky because i spent most of my life there as an adolescent through high school most army brats, any military brat definitely can relate because wherever you spend most of your time, that's usually where you identify as being home. So Fort Campbell, Kentucky is what I call home. From there, I was recruited for football, ended up going to University of Notre Dame to play defensive back, go Irish. There's a, there's a, a heated rivalry. I will say it's not going to say it's heated. It can get heated. Uh, Marcos will tell you where he went to school at a little in a little bit, but I went to the University <laughs> oh, of Notre Dame. We'll get there. <laughs> I went to the University of Notre Dame. Go Irish for everybody that's a, a domer out there listening. 
Uh, from there, had a tumultuous career, multiple injuries, super injury prone. I am that kid that you grew up with that always was injured, that came to the courts at the age of 10 with a knee brace on. You're like, why does this kid have a knee brace? We're like eight years old. I was that kid. There was always something wrong. There was always something that was hurt. I, I promise you I was not faking these injuries. I legitimately, legitimately was hurt or something was injured. Everybody I grew up with can probably attest to, yeah, LG was the dude that was hurt all the time. It never, never failed. Every season there was something. So from there, you know, I was burnt out, man. I just kind of burnt, burnt out on football. I was supposed to come back for a fifth year of eligibility. Coaching change, just not really feeling the drive and passion for football anymore. But while I was there, multiple injuries, I knew I wanted to stay around football in some capacity and just sport and active people and active lifestyle. And I felt, you know, something in the medical field was something that I was really leaning towards. So got a chance to volunteer, shadow, internship with different professions. And I really settled on physical therapy. I was really excited about it. I uh, really felt like that's where my passions lied and that's where I could impact the most people and decided to go to physical therapy school down south because four years of cold weather in South Bend, Indiana was just was enough. I didn't want any more. So moved on down to University of St. Augustine, well, to St. Augustine, Florida, where I went to physical therapy school at the University of St. Augustine for health sciences. After my studies there, I decided to take my talents further south to Fort Lauderdale, Miami area. And that's where I linked up with Marcos. So first job out of school was working with my boy Marcos. We worked together for five years, had a blast, worked in a sports medicine clinic, young athletes, middle school, high school, college, and started to really develop and fine tune my skill set as a sports clinician, treating sports injuries, also transitioning kind of that performance side, you know, don't, I'm not a strength and conditioning coach, not yet studying for the test, but kind of being able to understand the strength and conditioning side of injury and being able to transition those athletes back to sport, back to the field, uh, from the start of the injury all the way to playing games. And I did that for five years and loved it. And that's, I've rambled long enough. I think that's that's kind of who I am. I think did I cover everything? I think that was great. That was beautiful, okay. actually. LG, um, just got a picture of you on the field or the basketball court as an eight year old with a little knee brace on. No, it was mind. it was it wasn't a little one. It was I always borrowed my dad's equipment, so the, it was the always simple hinge brace. You had the metal brackets on the side. I had the old school like Jimmy Riggs nineteen eighties metal on skin knee brace with duct tape around it. That's that's who I was. Wow. I was that was that kid. Wow. Those braces are no longer available, folks. They have definitely uh, upgraded the materials in today's sports orthoses because <laughs> you don't want to be seen out there like LG. But I digress. I'm Marcos. Since we go on the full government name route, uh, my name is my full name is Marcos Antonio. It does have Latin roots. Most people close to me call me Cos. To my listeners out there, it's Marcos. Not Marcus. My dad hails from Panama, so soy panameño. My Spanish is a little limitado, but I'm working on it. Uh, you may see me break out a little accent here and there. But I grew up in the South, 
a country boy. I grew up in Arkansas in a little small place called Lone Oak. It's a population of maybe 4,500. Which is the sticks. Oh, Lord, my dog is going off in the background. <laughs> I was waiting on this. She was being so good. All right, hold on. I'm going to pause. pause this. She probably got to go out. Take her out. And we're back. We may have to cut that whole little awkward pause out. Day in the life of a puppy dad. Sorry. Dogs, babies. That's that's the real on this podcast. I that got kids. Marcos is gonna have kids. Got one on the way. We'll get into that later. Well, we'll get into that later. Uh, back to who I am. I grew up in a really small country town. Who that I was trying to go somewhere nice for college. I knew I wanted to study physical therapy. I played basketball growing up. I did have a lot of teammates and family members that tore their ACL while I was in high school. So I was always interested about that rehabilitative process. So that led me on a journey to becoming a PT. I attended my undergraduate at the University of Miami, the U. Hence that rivalry he was talking about between the domers, which is so silly every time I say that, and the Canes. Uh, we were at that game a couple years ago. Notre Dame was ranked It's only silly. Three. It's only silly. Wait a minute. It's only silly to people who want to be a domer. I've never, That's the only I've never had that aspiration. <laughs> never. <laughs> so I'll tell you real quick. I'm going to interrupt him. Domer, because the Golden Dome at Notre Dame, which is the main building on campus, and that you the the building that you see in a lot of the advertisements that brings people to the university where people want to see and be a part of the Fighting Irish Brigade. Uh, we don't call it that. I just made up the Fighting Irish Brigade. Um, but <laughs> now you make it up. Stuff. <laughs> that's why they call us Domers for short for the Golden Dome. So okay, go back with your story. Sorry for interrupting. Anyways, uh, thank you for that segue. That still doesn't make any sense, but. Back, back to the U. Uh, we did destroy Notre Dame in that game that LG and I attended together. They were ranked number three. I think we were number seven. Turnover chain came out probably about seven times. And hence, that was the end of Notre Dame season. And that probably was the last glorious moment we had on the football field. I will admit that UM has been like kind of like in the dark house for maybe about a decade or so. You know, that, that turnover chain year one was probably a, a lone bright spot. But things are turning. We're in the middle of a comeback season. The program is turning around. The podcast is all comeback season. There's a lot of segues to that. But I digress again. I went to physical therapy school also at UM. My thoughts and opinions are our own. So please don't come for our prior universities for anything that we may say on this podcast <laughs> or our prior employers. All right. Can't get canceled before we just get started. No, um, can't do that. Never that never can't that. do that. Can't do that. I attended physical therapy school there. And afterwards, I had a really amazing mentor on my last internship, which led me to work there. You know, it was a, a physical therapy place that did sports medicine for young athletes. It was through a children's hospital. Loved it. I met LG. The rest is kind of history. Uh, we both are board certified sports clinical specialists. I do want to point that out there. There are not many of us, when I say us, I'm referring to me and LG, both being minorities in the profession of PT and also having a board specialty. We will champion that 
a lot throughout this podcast. But nonetheless, we connected instantly. We had a lot of similar values, similar upbringing, similar passions, similar pursuits in life. And one of the main ones being just to kind of inspire others and give value to people. And I think that is kind of like the core of this podcast to inspire and uplift others through stories that can motivate you. Everybody gets knocked on their feet. You know, our goal is to kind of help you find that way back to your feet and to move forward again. I think that about covers it. <laughs> you got it. You got it, man. I think that uh, that sounded good. You're going to throughout the season, Marcos and I definitely will be talking sports. Obviously, we're going to be bringing you guys tons of great interviews, insight on injury, uh, the biomechanics of it, the anatomy of it, explaining to you guys how injuries, certain injuries happen. But more, more, more importantly, I would say, is just being able to hear the stories of those people who have had injuries and come back greater from them. Uh, but we like sports. I mean, we talk sports all day. We go back and forth about the UM-Notre Dame rivalry, which we're kind of on the – we're both really on the tail end of that rivalry. Like they tried to – it's tried to re-spark the rivalry, but – it was only really hot because they were really good for that year. Both of them were top five. Notre Dame was grossly overrated. I will admit that. Miami, they drilled us. They came out. They looked like the UM of old. But yeah, they did. It was but it was, it was short-lived. It was short-lived. Notre Dame is back on top. When I played, we were awful. We were not good at all. So it has been – the past couple of years has been great to be uh, a Notre Dame fan and alum. So I don't know. I can't speak. I don't know. I didn't go to UM. I'm glad I didn't. But they didn't we'll, even recruit we'll there. So we'll so let's there. let's out. Let me let me not act like too too high and mighty. At the time I was being recruited, UM was at the top of their game, just just starting the descent, but they were still only recruiting the top the cream of the crop throughout the United States. And I was a great high school f- football player in the state of Kentucky, but that didn't necessarily translate across the country. So my, I wasn't even close on Miami's radar. So big up to, to the U and that's the last time you'll probably ever hear me say that. So, well, thank you for the backhanded praise. <laughs> I think that's how we could put it. Um, but you guys are listening to comeback season. There's a real, podcast comeback season everybody has a season of difficulty in their life in physical therapy litter and i were constantly trying to reframe a patient's mindset because they were missing a season that was important to them whether it was the preseason the postseason off season they were constantly thinking about what they were missing so we would tell them like this is your season you're in comeback season right just like you have practice you have pt appointments just said, like, you have games, you have objective milestones to meet. And you don't want to be late to PT. LG, what would happen if you were late to practice at Notre Dame? No, you don't want to be late to – you don't want to be late to practice. I was never late to an actual practice. And we will definitely fact check that, folks. <laughs> Every, everyone that I played with can attest to – if they tell you that I was late to a practice, either lying or I just have the concussions have gotten to me. But – I was definitely late to morning workouts, but never a practice. I don't even know. I think in my four years, I only remember one person being late to an actual practice. 
I've probably said practice as many times as Allen Iverson just said in his post-game or pre-game interview. But I was late to multiple, probably no more than five morning workouts. But there was always some type of punishment that was cruel and unusual. It was pretty much just things to make you want to rethink why you were playing college football. So okay, I had a teammate who was late to a practice and I think I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to fact check this, but I'm pretty sure he had to do 800 up downs. It sounds absurd. Cause it is. <laughs> like, and it, it sounds, sounds absurd because it is. It How did sounds, you break that up? 800? Up downs? It was, I'm pretty sure it was either six or eight. And I know I, right now I feel like the, I feel like the guy who catches the fish and it was really four inches. And then 10 years later, it's a 20 footer, but he, it was, it was, it was painful to watch because he was doing them while we were practicing and he just, the whole practice, he was just doing up downs and you just start to feel sorry. At first, it was kind of like, oh, it's kind of funny. They're not going to make him do all of them. And they made him do every single last one of them. And then I had another teammate who was late to practice, and he had to use a stair climber for his hands only. So his feet were on the ground, kind of in a bear crawl position. His hands were on the stair climber, and he just had to use his arms on the stair climber continuously for close to 45 minutes. And his hands were blistered. And so, yeah, it was never anything that you aspired to do was to be late to practice. You just woke up and realized, oh, crap, I'm late to practice. But don't show up late to PT. We might not make you stair climb on your hands, but it only benefits you to show up on time. So we, we definitely won't make you stair climb on your hands. If you come to PT late, the likelihood is you may get your PT schedule altered. You're not going to end up with rhabdomyolysis like you would it on the practice field of Notre Dame with these 800 up-downs. Wow. That is uh, insane. But the podcast is called Comeback Season. So going back to that analogy, you have an opponent in rehab, just like you have an opponent on the field, the court, the track. Um, the opponent's just yourself. And that's the biggest opponent that you face uh, when you are in a moment of difficulty or season of difficulty is yourself. You're going to get knocked down multiple times there are going to be setbacks throughout your rehab starting pt on day one until discharge is not a linear ascension by any means there's definitely peaks and valleys highs and lows and the individuals that we want you all to hear from are going to tell you what happened in those low moments how they stayed motivated basically the lessons they've learned that have come out of it because we are all currently in the middle of a comeback season right on the heels of this COVID 19 pandemic it's 2022, but everything that happened in quarantine is fresh in everyone's mind. And a lot of people had to figure out how to bounce back because we all sustained losses, personal, right. family, financial. There were losses abound. Right. That's good. That's good. And it's, it's so true. We all we all experience something. Uh, I don't care how young, how old you are uh, when it comes, to, especially when it comes to the realm of sports and performance, you're going to have some setbacks. So, and again, it kind of brings me back to why we started this podcast and why we're both so excited about what's to come in the next, next couple weeks to years um, with, with the content that we're bringing in. 
I will say this. Comeback season, if you Google it, it is also the name of a Drake mixtape. And after that mixtape came out, his career kind of took off. I say all of that to say there is a parallel. You may be witnessing a similar ascension after we drop this podcast. Facts. You heard it. You heard it here first. And if you've been with us from day one, which is today, by the time we get to our nationally televised comeback season conference, where we're going to bring in incredible individuals from around the world to share their stories. You get front row seat for free. So Marco Sunel G. Front row seats to the show. That's one day. There's going to be a Patreon. There's going to be con- exclusive content. Right now, all this is going to be free. And I want to make it free make it free for as long as possible. But we're going to be doing workshops. Looking, we're, th- we're thinking big. You might even hear Michael Jordan on one of these podcasts. Whew. MJ, I'm definitely going to see if I can get a pair of ones or some threes, <laughs> threes out of that. <laughs> I just Maybe want some, some Nike stock options at the same time. I just um, want a shirt. Just give me a just give me a shirt, just so I can say I actually put it on and be like, yeah, I was I'm we're sponsored by Jordan. Wouldn't that be dope if we were we were Jordan brand sponsored podcast? I don't even know if he has a sponsored podcast. We're thinking we, big. Yeah, then we get all Jordan brand athletes. Oh man, have them tell their stories. What? I think Zion is a Jordan brand athlete too. He's in the middle of a crazy injury right now with his foot. We'll get to that later. But we would like to end the show how we plan on ending every show, which is going over a motivational quote. In the clinic that LG and I worked at, we have an inspiration jar. And from time to time, we would pass out quotes from that jar to patients that were having a down moment. Or we would have patients pull out a quote to give it to another patient that they could see that was struggling a little bit mentally. So one of the favorite things that I love to highlight about the place that we worked in together. But I'll have LG share his quote. Part of what you got. I've got two. I'm going to be extra today because it's the first podcast. And there are two that, I mean, there's tons of quotes. Marcos and I for years have always exchange quotes podcasts inspiration bible verses like you name it just anything to 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 add to our life in a positive way and add to our patients lives and being able to to give them some insight or a referral like hey check this book out or check this quote out or again the inspiration jar was huge and it's still something that i draw from in my household and i'll probably continue to do with my family until the day that i leave this earth but i've got two I've got one from Pastor Miles Monroe. He is a Bahamian pastor and he passed away some years ago, but he said the wealthiest place on earth is just down the road. It is the cemetery. Mm. Now it's a lot packed into that. And I really look at it from a perspective of, and kind of what he meant was, there are a lot of dreams. There are a lot. There's a lot of potential here on Earth within all of us, and so much of it goes to waste in our day-to-day lives, how we live our lives, uh, what we decide to do with our lives. And 
you go to the graveyard, there's a whole lot of a whole lot of people that are in that graveyard who died with things that they didn't pursue or things that they decided to not even step out on because they either quit or just felt there was a fear of failure. And that's something that we're all faced with day to day is this, we don't have a, I don't believe we have a spirit of fear or anxiety. I mean, it's, it's an actual emotion that, that comes over us, but dude, we can rule over that, you know, and we have it in us to pursue that thing that you've been thinking about for months and years. I mean, this podcast, I mean, we think about that as we've been talking about this for years and I would hate to have not been able to give this to people who could benefit from it and injuries every day, rehab, you know, injuring yourself, ACL tears, no matter what you have, it's what do you do when you have that injury? How do you come out on that other side and what's the process and do you attack it or do you just kind of pity yourself and Again, that's why we started this podcast. So one of the reasons why we started this podcast is for you to kind of lean in and press into these interviews, this insight, and this conversation. And the second one, I probably should stop there, but I'm not done. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep rambling. I got Lou Holtz. And Lou Holtz, I don't know if you know Lou Holtz. Lou Holtz was a legendary Notre Dame coach that I had the privilege and opportunity to be coached by in the spring football games when he was the honorary coach. And every time he spoke to us as a team, he always either, usually he ended it, uh, ended his speeches with, if you die today, who would miss you and why? And I feel like I live my life by that. And I remind myself of that quote pretty regularly because it's like, what are you doing? It kind of goes back to the Miles Monroe quote is, what are you doing in your day-to-day life to make an impact and to get better and better yourself? And those are my two quotes. And I love those two quotes, but those aren't the only quotes that you're going to hear me refer back to. But those are my first two. Take it, leave it, take what you will from it. What you got, Marcos? Well, I just had to look up something since you wanted to go with a Notre Dame coach quote. I feel like let me pull up some legendary coaches just to try to one-up you. And I got one from Jimmy Johnson who says, the difference between ordinary and extraordinary is that little extra. Simple but deep. like it. Simple but deep. Um, That wasn't the real quote I was going for. The other one is about nature. Sometimes when you're in a dark place, you think you've been buried, but actually you've been planted. Now bloom. I like that. My wife is a plant mom. She's soon about to be a real mom. But just like sports, I think nature has a lot of parallels to life. You know, if you want a plant to be the best version of itself, you need to nurture it with the proper soil, the proper sunlight, proper nutrients. Human beings are just like that. You're not put in the right environment. You do not become the best version of yourself, which kind of piggybacks on to what LG said with his first quote. We don't want to see wasted potential. So hopefully with comeback season, you all will find that there is some ingredient that we can give you that can help you elevate and become a better version of yourself. And that is where I dropped the mic.
comeback season, episode one. I believe we're out. We out. Holla!